Hello and welcome to the Killian Brady Performance Podcast, where we discuss everything you need to take your performance to the next level. On this week's episode, I'm delighted to be joined by Sean Connolly. Sean is the owner of the Fitness and Strength Camp Gym. He's also competed in the WBFF Bodybuilding, where he placed first in the Pure Elite World Championships. This is a packed episode where Sean discusses what it was like going from working a 9 to 5 to opening his own successful business. He also tells us about competing in bodybuilding and everything that goes along with it. He talks about sometimes the similarities overlapping between business and bodybuilding and he also talks us through overcoming self-doubt and the importance of knowing yourself. He also gives advice for anybody that's looking to compete in bodybuilding, set up a business or start something new. So I hope you get value from this episode and I hope you enjoy. Thanks a million for coming on the podcast. I appreciate you giving up your time. No problem at all. Good stuff. So for people that don't know you or know a little bit about your background, why don't you just give them a short synopsis because I know you've done a lot and completed a lot within your short few years, but why don't you just tell people a bit about yourself and your background? Um, so I used to play football with yourself, as I you did, know. many moons ago. <laughs> and um, so probably played football non-stop, obsessed really, up until I was about 19, 20, did a wee Achilles tendon on my leg and that's kind of when I really got into weightlifting when I couldn't actually play football and then when it was time to go back to football after about six months of rehab and stuff I actually just had zero interest zero interest really um I think I went back and oh like cut it short I was absolutely useless I just had no interest even put effort in so yeah I stayed at the gym loved the gym you didn't have anybody shouting at you either which was a change so (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> kind of set the gym I kind of actually straight off went out to Oz stayed at the gym came home with enough money to actually set the gym up and that was about so from 20 to 23 I was in Oz say roughly mm-hmm. came home to my old job for a year and a half set up the gym then just with any money I had from Oz and never really looked back like there was a few people saying I probably shouldn't do it or I shouldn't quit my job went to full-time now I did work two jobs to begin with but man quitting the other job was the best thing I ever done even though it was the scariest I, uh, to this day I still never regretted it but um like that you have doubters but yeah even from football you could even tell me how headstrong I was when I had something in my head I just did it and probably learned the hard way a lot of the time with massive fails. But with this, Mm -hmm. I always said to myself, if I just was able to do what I love doing, I'll never be broke. So that's how I started out. And if I even had like an extra fiver by the end of the week, that was me succeeding. Um, Had the gym open for about, I'd say about a year and a half nearly. And there was a girl that actually came to my gym that was on about competing. And I would have never have competed just again like that it was out of my comfort zone you'd look in the mirror you're like jesus christ i could never compete but as you keep training and going along with it this girl got more serious this girl i'm talking about is naomi by the way my girl so um and i just decided last minute i'd jump into competition i think it was about 10 weeks out and game changer for me really um even backstage before the comp i realized not being cocky at all, but I just realized, God, appreciate what you've built. You're not yeah. too far behind. Like in that comp, I didn't even place. But it was weird. It was probably the best thing ever because it drove me on so much more. And then I competed the following year and came first place. 
And then I competed again last year and came fourth place, which was a bit of a bummer though, because coming four of uh, first place, then the fourth again. But mm-hmm. it's just if you love something, you'll keep doing it no matter what. And yeah. God, I said I didn't even set up the gym with much money, like just for anybody saying, oh. That's why you set the gym up. You come home with a bomb of money. I think I set the gym up with like 3000 yeah, yeah. Um I already had a loan uh, from a car I got before I even went to Oz. So well, that lad came home from Australia with a big suitcase of cash and threw a load of money at him. <laughs> so that's how he got where he yeah. is. And that's one thing about me. I'll be brutally honest, even if it makes me sound desperate. Like you can set up a gym with a few floor mats, kettlebells, and a few dumbbells. That's what I set my gym up with. Mm-hmm. And then moved on to getting a few rigs met up by a local welder. Like, man, my gym now I have is probably worth over, say, 50 grand on gym equipment alone. And that came from two grand. So mm-hmm. anybody can do it. Um, I've actually had a few people message me. Not It was more so on setting up a gym. And this other guy in Kerry, um, he actually competes. But um, he messaged me and saying that he's thinking about setting up his own gym. And I was there looking at his Instagram page. And I was like, this man has three to four times a bigger platform than I have. Like, I don't understand why some people are just so afraid to take the steps, but it's all who you surround yourself with. It really yeah. is. Get out of your comfort zone. And the second you get comfortable being comfortable, that's a dead zone. Try and just always build on it, build on it. It's like stepping on stage in a pair of trunks in front of a couple of hundred people. Like, you need to just constantly get that feeling throughout your week, throughout your throughout the months, and you'll keep growing. Um, like yourself there, jumping into this uh, motivational speaking and whatnot. I'm sure that was scary to begin with, but I think the, the best thing you've is, ever done. I think even with that man asking you about uh, stuff, I think people sometimes always look for the information or need to know more or need more money to set it up. Or as you said, that point of setting up a gym where you can set it up with what you have and then build. You don't need to have everything in line and everything perfect before you start any of this stuff. Exactly. Like, the way I look at it is like this. Like, it just, I was down at my cousin's there yesterday. Um, it's like a prime example. He's building a house. He can't afford to build onto it. So he's going to move into it now when it's not finished and build it as he goes along. Like, that's how you should do every business in my aspect because there's never going to be a perfect time to set something up. And the longer you leave it is the more you doubt yourself. And I think that thing of having people around you, if you're surrounding yourself with, I think me and you might have had this conversation before, the closest people to you are usually the ones that don't want you to get hurt. So they'll be like, I'll oh, just play it safe, you know, keep the job. Yeah. Just don't, because they don't want you failing. They don't want you, you know, going out this and then end up being miserable or failing or whatever it is but if you're doing something that you love you're not really going to fail and i think sometimes people surround themselves with people that love them that much that don't want to see them stretch themselves or put themselves out of the comfort zone which can be a problem at times yeah like that's a big thing when i was first setting up my gym um like as you said there it's the people closest to you I will tell you probably not to do it and that's not because they don't want to see you succeed but again like you said they don't want to see you get hurt now my brother Kieran there like he'd probably be a bit reckless like me so if I wanted to do something he'd be like oh go do it yeah go do it and then you'd have mom or dad possibly thinking Jesus Christ if this lad goes broke it's my problem <laughs> so you kind of 
the best advice I'd give someone is probably don't ask the people closest to you. Maybe ask people in the field that's already there and the field you're going into for the advice. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, because at the end of the day, mom and dad never opened up a gym. So I asked them for the best advice. In that and I think when you take out emotion, you can kind of get more honest answers. Exactly, yeah. Exactly. Like, um, it's funny though, because it's like, even when you begin coaching people, people you don't know are nearly your first clients. Of course, like, yeah. it, was, it was weird when I first set up, it, it, it took me back to the, cl- like the people that probably I would have grew up with and that never really even came to me. But it was these brand new people coming to me and it just opens out your perspective on nearly what's out there. Mm-hmm. It's you get so much more friendships from it as well, but um, yeah, again, I wouldn't be asking people closest to me for uh, advice. And so, I remember when you came home from Australia, how did you deal with people saying you were mad, you know, people saying that mightn't work, you don't need another gym, all of this type of stuff? How do you deal with that kind of stuff? Yeah, actually, that was one of the big things. That's funny you say that, it's bringing back memories. Uh, when I first set up, there was originally a gym in Virginia at the time. There was actually, there was actually three coaches, you could say. There was one gym, it was called B-Life at the time. And then you have another guy, um, Max Fitness. And then you had, I think it was Alan Tracy working mm-hmm. out of Rammer Clover. But I never, like, the way I look at it is, like, people were telling me, oh, you're crazy, so there's already three gyms there. And I'm like... Straight away, that doesn't tell me not to do it. It t- tells me, Jesus, is obviously a business there if there's already three. Yeah. Um, and it's not about taking clients from anyone. It's just about giving people a different gym to go to. Like, me there, I would have trained out of Ballad Gym's Duff Gym, uh, Fit Force. But, um, so, yeah, I would have used Fit Force. But then I would have always went to Baylor Gym as well the odd day. So when I first set it up, I wasn't thinking, oh, God, I'm going to get no clients. There's already three gyms. I was just honestly thinking, I'm going to be so good at my job. People are going to come here. Like, like, and it's not to be cocky, but you have to be – if you're setting up something, you have to be a genius in what you do, especially compared to other people, like especially compared to the normal average person. And I truly believe I had something to give and – I now had a business to do it out of. Um, so even if there was 20 gyms in Virginia, it wouldn't have stopped me. It's a matter of just giving something new, you taking a huge pride in what you do. And God, I wasn't, I'm not the type of person to work a nine to five job anyway. I can't do it. I can't work for somebody else in regards. I'd, feel, I'd be on my phone all day looking at other jobs. I'd be on my phone looking at college courses. I'd be, I'd be just always zoning out. I think a lot of people will relate to that. I think a lot of people, yeah. and you're right, that, that's, that's what happens when you work in a job you don't like. You're looking for all, and spend all your time looking, and end up not doing anything either. You end up just looking, yeah. and looking, and looking, and always looking, but never actually yeah. going anywhere. And you'll eventually fall out with your boss. <laughs> but yeah, no, um, that's, if there is anybody out there, and they're trying to do like, something in their field, and set something up, be it a cafe, be it another pub, be it uh, another gym. I wouldn't say listen to the closest people around you. I'd say listen to people in the field and maybe don't get on to the local gym either if you're opening up beside him. Maybe get on to someone else outside there because he'll tell you not that. But follow what you want to do because life is way too short to be miserable and be going home every day and being a narc 
because that's what I used to do. And I made everybody's life hell, I'm sure. That's a very good point. You're affecting, by working a job like that you don't like or that you hate, you're affecting your whole life as such. It's not just that nine to five. You go home after working that nine to five, walk in through the door in bad form, which has an effect on everybody in the house. So, yeah. you know, I think it's, it's a massive thing to look at what's there now. And I'm not telling people, okay, quit your job, get out and do something. But as you've as you done, like build something part-time, build, have something to build on. It'll make the nine to five a lot easier when you're building something outside of it. Yeah, and just as you say that there, like just say there's somebody watching this that has like three kids, a mortgage and cars with finance and they're thinking, oh God, it's easy for them to say this. They fucking, they've no kids, whatever. Yeah. My advice would be set it up part-time. Do, do something one hour every evening. That means it's every day of the week, you'd have seven hours of opposite work where you're putting time in to eventually build it up. Like, mm-hmm. like I worked two jobs at the start. What I'm saying is do something part-time and something you really love. I've got a mate there actually, um, Derek. But uh, Derek's an electrician. He's a maintenance man in Cabin Box. And he just talking to him the other day, he's gone to do a psychology four-year course in Dublin because just mental health and yeah. it's an area he really wants to get into. And he's an electrician, tradesman. Three, he's got, was it two or three kids? Two kids. If you, That's just a prime example. Age doesn't matter. Uh, financial, like whatever financial situation, situation you're in, it doesn't matter. If you want to do something, you'll do it. And if you don't do it, you're going to be very very miserable and my best advice is stop being on the internet looking at other jobs this and that just do what you actually want to do yeah and i think even even if you only do it an hour in the evening yourself that hour is an hour of something that you enjoy and i think people forget that you know yeah. yes setting up a business yes starting something new is hard but if it's something that you like you're actually spending time stimulating your mind on stuff that you enjoy doing yeah exactly when i'm doing my competition and my preps people are looking at me saying what, what are you doing you look like you hate it you look like you're dead <laughs> like it's sometimes you just those are people that will just never understand do you think so, just when you bring it up is there similarities between setting up a business and competing in the mindset yeah, no, there is. And I'd say it in this regard. Anyone that has ever competed will know that you have to work endlessly. Those that don't work endlessly will not place. Mm. And those that are kind of just hanging around doing enough, they'll always just get by. They'll place somewhere in the midsection. And people can blame it on people can blame it on supplements, steroids, this and that. If there was no steroids in bodybuilding, it'd still be the top boys in the world there. And it do, it's not what comes out of a tub. It's not what you take. It's all got to do with doing the same thing day in, day out to the best of your ability. And when it comes to competing, people will always say to me, so why are you doing it? You don't get paid. Why are you doing it? You don't get this. It's like, But nobody gets paid when they're starting out. I didn't, yeah. like, I came out with barely any wage when I first set out my gym. Like, marathon runners, why do they do it? Should they don't get paid? Do you know what I mean? <laughs> and then you look at, like, the pinnacle athletes in that specific area and it's like, God, I'd love to be like that. But, like, they don't understand the people that are slowly getting there. It's like, this is what it takes. And it's the, I'm not saying the like of those people, those people will just never understand. Like yeah. I've spent, oh God, like so long trying to explain to people why I compete and why I do this and why I do that. And they never understand. But yet you could go onto their social media and they're following the world best athletes in my area. And it's like, 
that's it. Yeah. You know? So as a business, it's yeah, it's very similar. The harder you work, the better you'll be. And I think a lot of companies that even myself sometimes I go slack on business and I relax. And I know why. It's because I'm not pushing the business. And I think things happen bit by bit. They don't just happen overnight. So if you're slowly going into debt, that's happening bit by bit. If you're slow if you're becoming successful or you're successful in like hugely financially well off, that's happened bit by bit. Like unless you won the lotto or unless a recession hit overnight and you went bankrupt. I yeah, I believe that the harder you work, the better you'll be. And I think it's sometimes those people that always look at at the end, so the top end of bodybuilders or someone that's really successful in business and they're like, Oh, I'd love to do that. And then look at someone struggling to build their business or struggling, you know, to start competing. And they're like, oh, why would you bother doing that? They can't put the connection to the start and the end product. See, that's this is a good example. So I'm the type of person that needs, when it comes to competing, I need to have it done in structure, bit by bit by bit by bit. So this is a, a good example is I'll do, say I'm 16 weeks out. I'll do 20 minutes cardio every day and I'll be on, say, 2,600 calories. And then when it comes to the end of the comp, I'll be on like 1,700 calories and two hours cardio a day. But if you were to tell me from day one, Sean, this is what it's going to be, I'd freak out. Like, I'm not even messing. I'm so normal in that regard, I'd freak out. Yeah. Then you have my girlfriend that she wouldn't flinch. Like, that's okay with her. But I genuinely need baby steps when it comes to that because I'd be, I, I sometimes would overthink stuff and I'd freak out a little. So if it really scares you, just take a step back and be, just have these little bullet points, have these little small goals and reach them first. And that's what always helps me. On that point, I think people that set goals, I mean, you have a goal. people set goals and they're so big and they just seem so far away. And the reason why they get overwhelmed or they don't think they can achieve it is exactly what you said. They don't put the baby steps in place to get there. So like, yeah. if you can put all the goals you want in place, but if you don't put the daily steps in place, like you're, you're going nowhere because everything just seems overwhelming then. And that's the problem with a lot of people. It's just, like I think it's something, I'm not going to blame it on the, like a school and stuff, but it's like, I would love an area where people could learn to be their own, open up their own businesses throughout school because when you come out to the real world, it's already trying to get a job is scary enough and then trying mm -hmm. to quit that job to set up your own business is even more scary. So again, it's just, it's the I think, mindset. I think that's it. I think even if the taught people, one, what works for you because you, as you were saying, you and Naomi are different people. You are competing, yeah. doing the same thing. But these are different people, so you just go about it different ways. And I think when you come out of school, you just think that because someone's doing it one way and it's working for them, you should do it that way because that way works. But it doesn't yeah. necessarily work for you. And then you just feel like a failure when you can't replicate what they're doing. Yeah, like I remember when I finished school and I was in college for I think like four or five months and then I pulled out. Man, I was a lost soul. Yeah. Like, my world was ending. I didn't know what was happening. Then just went into pipe fitting because I had nothing else and ended up enjoying it. Then the Oz. And it was like a wee circle of different things I was doing to get to where I needed to be. But coming out of school, it was just, that's what I'd say to anyone finishing school, not knowing what they want to do. Just, just take your time. Mm -hmm. Don't, don't listen to anybody. Uh, like if somebody's giving you advice on something you don't want to do, don't do it. 
because yeah. that's why I went in and did the construction course at the time and God within within honestly the first month I knew this was not for me but um, do your own thing whatever you truly want to do even though, like do you know what I don't understand and I'm going off into the good bits now you're getting the hands yeah. are clapping <laughs> something good's coming but this is what I don't understand just say I'm a football oh I'm a I'm a coach I help people lose weight get fit compete yeah. just reach their goals I genuinely do not understand why Gaelic footballers at a high end aren't doing personal training on a football pitch with young clients, like young guys that want to play football at a better level. Like you have a couple of savage players in Cavan. Why don't they go out and start selling themselves as one-to-one coaches? Like I do not understand this. Even just, I remember okay, when I was 16, if I could have got, Jesus Christ, like Dermot McCabe, Mm-hmm. For an hour, you'd pay him 40, 50 euro an hour just to learn how to strike a ball better. Like all these little things. Imagine the confidence you'd have going out on the pitch. Yeah. Like, and here is a perfect example of people afraid to get out of the comfort zones. Just do it. I'm not even messing. I don't understand that. I was only saying this to Naomi the other day. You see people retiring from football early. Go out and coach younger lads that look up to you. Like, I'd say Kieran McDonald from Mayo would have been a multi-millionaire from that alone. Everybody wants to meet him. Yeah, yeah. I think anybody that, especially in GA, like anybody that has something that someone can learn from, I think that's the problem. A lot of people just won't ask for help or won't learn from someone else. You know, like people waste their time going around in circles instead of just pulling out and asking for help. Yeah, like any level. it's it's kind of a hard one there because there's mentalities of people like, oh, sure, I'd look like an eager selling myself online like that. Nobody will want to use me. Nobody will want to come to me. Mm. But for the like of me, and I'm, well, I'm 28 now, I'd still be like, Jesus Christ, no, I'd even go to you. I'd, I'd love to learn a little bit of new stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And you'll have the 20-year-old or 30-year-old, 40-year-old, God knows, sitting on the couch thinking, so what would he know? He doesn't know any more than I do. Mm-hmm. But, it's the people that actually want to learn that will go to you. The people that will stick at it long term. They will go to you. Like when I first started off my coaching, I should label this actually. I went down to Wayne Healy in Mullingar. He's an Olympic weightlifting coach. And I went down to him for months. Mm-hmm. Um, and I never like, I never taught just because I had muscles that oh, I knew the most. Yeah. yeah. He was about 60 kilo. He had a world record in the Masters. And I was going down willing to learn and I suppose if you're setting up something you have to depend on those people like me still exist and yourself still exist where oh they want to learn they'll come to me that's because especially with the like of me and you like people will take pride in teaching us mm-hmm. like you're not going to take pride in teaching someone that doesn't want to be there and what I find with, with setting up my own stuff is people are very willing to give you a hand in whatever way they can yeah, yeah, without a doubt. Like, yeah. pick, like I know some people will say, oh, like, God, oh, that wouldn't be a back to this, that. There's so many people that are willing to give you a hand in whatever way they can if you just reach out yeah. and, and ask for the help. There's another guy there, actually. Um, I'll say his name because it's like, it's just another one of these stories. I studied with a guy in college called Niall Minnelli, and uh, he ended up opening up... Um, uh, gym in Kildare called the Performance and Fitness Academy. You probably have heard of it. Yeah. 
an 8,000 square foot gym, massive. And he ended up selling it all um, just in January there. And he's in his second year of psychology as well. And comes that he only uh, came out with it there not too long ago that uh, before he even opened up his gym, he was suicidal. And yeah. why he opened up the gym, it was a great outlet for his energy. And now he wants to go in and actually learn more about psychology and whatnot. And he's going around doing public speaking in schools and like that's what I'd say to somebody like you'd imagine you have it made when you open up your gym and it's 8,000 square foot and it's like there's some people that still want to learn and still want to better themselves and I think that's the way you want to be like so many times I was even thinking of selling my gym yeah in his post in January I was thinking Jesus Christ I'm not crazy it's just and it's not that I'm bored or anything off it but it's like Sometimes I just feel I've done all I could mm-hmm. in that one area. And yeah, it's like, I think when you feel any way remotely content, it's somewhat dangerous. Yeah, when you start, yeah, you're right. And when you're in that comfort, like nothing grows in the comfort zone, and it's so true. Like when you start getting comfortable, you can see, as you say, your business, you can see it's going to start going down. Or if you're on, putting out loads of content on Instagram or Facebook or wherever it is, the more you put out, the more it'll grow, you know, and that just, yeah. that, that just is the way in life in general. The more you put into something, the more you'll get out of it. Yeah. Like you'll have some people that put out loads and they'll get disheartened because uh, the views are going down mm. or something. And it might be just the week that's in it, two weeks that's in it, whatever. Yeah. But like any big YouTuber, Instagram, or they are posting every day. And it's not that they are posting every day because from day one, everybody wanted to know what they were doing. It's because that's what got them there. It's nonstop push. And if you look at my Instagram, it's it's shocking. I never upload stuff. And it's probably more so because I just, I am in my business. I have my income. And like that, I'm content. And it's nearly like a bit of limbo land. But mm-hmm. I'd be so bad with technology. Never even tried to get any better at it like yeah, trying to yeah. set up the zoom call you know yourself i had an issue with this but um it's like that anybody that wants to become great in them areas you need to keep pushing you need to keep doing it and it's like and I think competing accountability is a big thing too because a lot of the times when you've no it's very easy you know to pretend to yourself that you're or fool yourself into thinking you're doing enough and i i know myself like i need something to keep me accountable, someone to keep me accountable. So like I still have my coach and like I need to someone like that. Some people don't, but I think that comes back to knowing yourself. I know I need someone to start kicking me in the arse when I start easing up, you know. So I think yeah. it's important to have someone like that that you can just say, look, you're not actually putting in the work. You're kind of just pissing about. Yeah, and I, I think some people are afraid to actually admit what you just said there. Um, people are afraid to admit they having mentors or like uh, somebody that keeps them accountable. It's not like it's like I'll bring it back to myself again. Like I com- I competed and I coached myself the first two times and my last comp the last three weeks I actually paid another coach mm-hmm. in Dublin, Shane Cullen, to keep me accountable. And it wasn't because I was slack and it wasn't because I wasn't doing enough. It was just to make sure I was. Yeah. And like you, like yourself there, like people would be afraid to admit that they actually hire other people in. And it's like, Jesus, but I'm a coach myself. 
I can't admit to having another coach. Yeah. But it's if yeah. you if you want to be great at what you do, you'll do whatever it takes. So but like I agree with what you said. Me. I, I you know help people set goals and but like I get someone and I, I walk with a coach because I, I personally find it hard to sit down on my own and set my own goals because I've no one question, I've no one pushing me, I've no one stretching me. So when I sit down on my own, I'll write my goals, but there will be goals that I know I can achieve. So I know my personality type. I know I need someone to be like, Killian, what, what about this? What about that? Did you think of this? And stretch and get me out of my comfort zone. And, yeah. you know, I think there's absolutely no harm. I think everybody needs that in some shape or form. Yeah, no, without a doubt. And I feel if you're always kind of just doing your own thing, like at your own pace, eventually it will, it will start sliding. So if it's a thing that uh, you're on a high, just before you come off that high, get someone. Yeah. Don't think you're too good to not uh, listen to someone else. Even if it's a thing that you know more than that person, get somebody that is going to leave you with that little bit of respect factor that you don't want to let them down. Yeah. And I think what you said, and that's a massive thing, is when you just take GA or football or sports or any kind of sport, if you're at the top of it, you're like, oh, no, things are going good. I don't need help. Yeah. But, and then you start coming down, and then when you're on the slope or on the curve coming down, then you ask for help. When, if you had asked for it at the start to progress again, you could have went up a notch instead of just being comfortable yeah, exactly. where you are. So don't wait for that. Like in your example, don't wait to put on that tree stone before you ask for help. You know, mm-hmm. or don't wait till you really hate yourself in the mirror or hate your body to make that call make it yeah. when now you know don't wait for a real bad time to come to do something about it i think people just think that it's showing weakness in going to someone for help um i don't know if you've watched the new uh, michael jordan uh, documentary yet have you not yet but i've actually seen a lot of it on instagram yeah it's on netflix there like See with him coming up through college, and it's like Cristiano Ronaldo there. They're an hour early, and they stay an hour later to mm-hmm. perfect um, their sport. And that's a good example. It's like even the top top athletes listen to coaches. Like they yeah. have have uh, like sport and uh, strength and conditioning coaches. They have their technique coaches. It's like I think it's just a mentality where some people think it's weak to listen to somebody, and it's not. It's not. It's it's you bettering yourself. And some people just they think by going to another coach, it's showing them mental weakness to another uh, player that's eventually going to be playing against them. It's like, it's not. You're learning so much more. You're, you're going out of your comfort zone. Just look at the top athletes in the world. That's what they're all doing. I know. Like, if you, as you said, Michael Jordan or Cristiano Ronaldo or Messi, like, there's people coaching them. So, like, yeah. if they can learn from someone, we can all, like, you could meet someone doing, as you said, coach doing the exact same work as you, but they might have a different point of view on a certain technique or a certain approach that you might never have thought about. And that yeah, exactly. one thing could spark something else for you, and then you wouldn't know where that would bring you. Everybody has different perspectives, regardless if you're working yeah. in the one industry. On that, I just want to get your biggest takes and what you're taking away from setting up a business and competing because all that stuff, it takes a serious mindset to get through setting up a business, as we discussed, all the naysayers, even with the bodybuilding going into that. 
what would be for someone looking to whether it's competes at own own business or do something out of their comfort zone what would be your few tips to give them um, well, when it comes to setting up a business, I'd say don't listen to the people around you. Go to people in the same field that are experts. and Maybe get their advice on what they did or didn't do right and wrong. And go back, if you're truly passionate about what you do, you're going to set up that business, be it a gym, a cafe, a pub, whatever. Um, but again, the people closest to you will give you their advice because they love you. So it's probably going to be keeping you safe. And in that little comfort zone, just don't do it. May wait till you have enough money, wait till the right time, and there's never going to be the right time or when you have enough money. Trust me on that. I've done it. And I even went to Oz to still come home with just, I'd say, three grand. I probably left with more. Yeah. So in regards to that, just go to people in your field mm-hmm. for expert advice. Um, when it comes to competing, um, just say for the mentality alone, um, just do it to your best of your ability. If the goal is too scary, if the end goal is too scary, break it up into baby steps. If you don't know how to do that, just do week one. Leave it at that. When it comes to the end of week one, see can you up it. Competing is not for everybody or just say pushing yourself beyond belief. Say if you want to be the best in any field. You have to work harder than everybody else, or you have to truly even just believe you are. And the only way to believe you are is to push your body till the brink. Like when I mean the brink, when I was on prep, I was on the stepper, I was losing vision in one eye. Like, no joke. I remember I w- woke up a couple of times on the treadmill on the ground after being on the stepper. Like, and I didn't do it because, like, Nobody would do that if they didn't enjoy it. I truly loved what I was doing. And even when I was playing football at a young age, with yourself, it was the high ability, like, always pushing myself. Nobody goes out to just be second best. Um, even if it's a thing, people are more talented and whatnot. You just truly have to work yourself to the brink, and that goes for Gaelic football and whatnot. And if it's not working, maybe spend an extra hour or two on the football pitch perfecting something else. If it's not speed, it's ball work. Um, and for anybody doubting you, that always comes, but there's nothing better than proving all the haters or doubters wrong. And at the end of the day, to say that your doubters and haters are your biggest fans because they're the ones that truly believe you're actually that good. That's why they hate you. So just keep doing you. Don't go on the internet looking at the people against you. If you're spending time on the internet, look at other ways to improve your your game or whatnot. It's just staying in your own lane, yeah. being tunnel vision at the end goal. And trust me, I truly believe it. If you keep doing what you do to the highest of your ability, you'll be the best. Perfect. That's it. Perfect. <laughs> Couldn't have put it better myself. Sean, thanks a million for coming on. When we speak like this, I think some people think, oh, is that it? But them tips... Are, are exactly what you need to do. Like, and you yeah. going out and putting in the work. Like, there, there's no, if you want to achieve anything, you have to put in the work. There's no quick fix. There's no just relying on talent because that'll only get you so far. You have to put in the work and be willing to put in the time. Yeah, exactly. And it's like that day one, day two, it might feel horrible, be horrible, but when you start seeing yourself grow, all of that becomes easy. It becomes, it becomes just second nature to you that you get up every day and you do it because you know the end feeling is so much better. 
Spot on. For anybody that's looking for any of your stuff, Sean, where's the best place to find you? I'll put it in the link anyway and below. But if probably my Instagram, you, um, Sean underscore Conaty. Um, I also have the gym page on Facebook, which is the Fitness and Strength Camp. But um, usually Instagram stories, I'll put up random stuff and <laughs> check it. <laughs> this out. will probably be the best podcast though I've done. A lot of the stuff I put up is piss take. <laughs> Well, you can share this then and then everybody get Because I do think that people listen to this in all, and we've covered competing, we've covered sport, and we've covered business. I think the same mindset applies to all three. So, like, exactly. because you're talking about business, just because you're talking about sport, if you apply it to your life, things will get better. Exactly. It's the same stepping stones. Perfect. Sean, thank you so much for figuring out the whole Zoom process and getting on to me. <laughs> Didn't fi- I didn't figure it out completely though, but cheers, love. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of the podcast. If you want to find out more information about my Mindset for Performance programs, where I help you take your performance to the next level by working with you to put a plan in place. We look at goal setting, identifying key milestones and targets, obstacles and may occur, accountability, and overall help you build your confidence. Head over to my Instagram page at Killian Brady or KB underscore performance underscore coaching for more information. Until next time, keep moving forward.